Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the VR1 NFT podcast. I'm your host, VR1. Welcome home, because this is what we do. In one quick second, let me adjust my sound. I don't have an executive producer today. Um, shout out to my, my younger son. He's my um, executive producer. I'm looking for my other introduction. Let's see, I have that one. I have this one. Oh, there it is. Let me see. All right, here we go. This is the intro right here. This is the newest one. I have about three of them, but this is the new one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the VR1 NFT podcast, baby. Today, what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about everything, man. You know, by the grace of God, everything is good. Um, I fell asleep with some of this uh, Ukrainian conflict. And um, the market's going to open in just a few minutes. The market opened a little bit late today, which I find that peculiar. So I want to check the market. And um, just want to thank you guys for tuning in and for, you know, being a part of my dream. You know, we have to always remember to say thank you, you know, in many situations and circumstances. So it's a beautiful thing, baby. Let's go. Uh, been looking at a lot of real estate i've been looking online for um the car markets to kind of see how everything is shifting i got my coffee please get your cup of coffee go get your um whatchamacallit go get your coffee go get your um your tea get your popcorn and um Let's pick up right where we left off. So, um, first and foremost, let me take a quick look at this vehicle that I'm kind of in the market for. And as you guys know, this is like one of my goals, right? So, I use this for motivation. And um, every once in a while, I grant myself the permission to kind of look at the market, check the markets out, and um, kind of go from there, right? I'm trying to see. I may have to adjust my seat. I put it kind of in this um this position. I'm already seeing my back may be hurting. But um I'm looking at a Lexus coupe that I kinda always wanted. You know, and I've had opportunities to kind of pick one up, but I I just never managed to to close the deal and another one has become available and it would be very cool for me to um to buy something like this you know for myself again I'm gonna be looking for like another year but um I'm excited about that you know for my business ventures I'm going through this process which is gonna take a few months but afterwards 
um, I'm going to be so much better, relaxed and everything else. Just looking forward to life, you know? Mm. So, you know, hard work pays off, man. And this process has taken me five years, give and take. So another, another five years or so, uh, everything will be perfect. So I could wait another five months, you know, that's what I, I'm telling myself to keep myself motivated. Like, you know what? Just give it, give it some time, give it another, um, another five, six months and all of your goals will be attained, you know, and I just, I can't wait, man. I'm so excited. I cannot wait, but, um, I, I promise I will bring you guys along with me on this journey. So for today... I'm just kind of checking out some of the cards that I saved that I, I promised myself, like, okay, if I reach this goal, I'm going to treat myself to something very nice, very, very nice, very nice. So shout out to all my family and friends, all my loved ones, all my peers, all my mentees, all my business partners, and all of you guys for spending this, this quality time with me. On this journey, right? On this uh, quote-unquote pursuit of happiness, right? Life is about dreams, and those dreams require goals. And, um, you know, it's cool that we get to share them, you know? I, I see the importance of why people say, like, write it down. I think it's not just writing it down. I think that it writes it down in your spirit and in your soul and your being and your energy and all your chakras you know it tunes you into that frequency you're you're not only saying to the universe i want to accomplish this goal you're being specific and um you know it, it's motivating it, it really helps to look at your goals every day so we're going to talk about what those goals are for me okay that's what we're going to talk about. So let's go with um, mm, let me see if I can put some a little bit of maybe a little bit of jazz. What do you guys think? Oh no, we'll we'll do some synth wave. Let's do some some synth wave. Let me just fast forward this little commercial clip. And um life is about pivoting and right now I have to adjust my my relaxation chamber and um, if I don't I'm not gonna make it through this podcast you know my like, man okay that's a little bit better a little bit better or more see why I should adjust it a little bit more okay much better at least a little bit better so small small changes right small small steps giant leaps so basically let me see let me give the drummer some bass here the whole premise is this i can give you guys advice right easy i can tell you the books courses everything you need that okay my podcast is supplemental to that what I'm doing is I'm sharing with you guys the journey as I go along through the journey, right? So 
long story short, I want to show you guys this process as I'm going through. So I just remembered by starting today's show, all the little things that I have to do. For example, reaching out to find out about the business permits that I need and to do research on basically planning my next business trips. And um, that kind of correlates with everything because time is the most valuable resource. And I'm very, very uh, careful with my time. You know, it takes a lot of, of effort to do a podcast and a radio show and, you know, be an artist. I got a recording session today, so very clearly, let's write out today's goals. First of all, I got to reach out about the business permits and I got to book the flights for my business trip. And I got to reach out to my business partners to let them know when I'll be traveling. That's goal number one. Number two is I'm going to continue to check real estate, check the car markets. And I'm going to finish the podcast, which I'm doing right now. Okay, that's goal number two. Goal number three. What else is it that I have to do today? Oh, what I wanted to give you guys was a breakdown of what I'm trying to do. So now I could take a pause. I have those three little goals. But as as we go along, I'll, I'll start remembering some of the things before I even check my business notes. When I check my business notes, I might have everything already laid out, which is why I write everything down. So basically, I got sick last year. And I was planning a tour that would have started the first week of January. We're in the first week of March, right? So, uh, you know, four or five months delayed. My intentions were to have the business in order so that I could um, be able to work and travel, meaning um, I would be able to finance you know, this business venture. When I found myself, you know, in the need to fight for my life and improve my health, you know, it kind of made me reflect on a lot of things because it was it was a tough, tough thing to go through. And in doing so, I basically was able to reflect and re-strategize in a sense that I decided how I was going to do it, but at the same time pivoting and adjusting to the changes in the music industry. So I'm walking a fine line because I'm working on a technology that very low percentage of people understand in the world, even more so in the music industry, and that is NFT technology. NFTs allow me the full ownership and control of my music, which means I control my destiny. You know, that's a power and an ability that I and many artists never had before. So even though I have a strategy to penetrate the music industry as it is and change the entire industry with NFT technology, I have an even greater opportunity to do so because there's so many variables, there's so many things to my advantage by me creating the music and 
basically creating my own NFTs. So, long story short, by the grace of God, everything is good. No worries. You know, what I need to do now is establish the business ventures that are going to finance the rest of my career. Because when you invest in something like music, as good as the music that I produce is, you need financing to have it exposed to the world. You know, it needs to be available in all markets and there has to be active uh, marketing in place. And I believe, in my opinion, that sometimes entrepreneurs, they limit themselves by focusing on one um, one group of consumers or one market. Um, I have to focus on global distribution, on a global market, because the majority of my sales are going to come from overseas. So I can't just focus on this market, my local market. No, I have to think outside of the box. I think the days where you could probably sell a million records in one place are behind us because the world is no longer in the physical realm. The world is in the digital realm. Now, that digital realm has access points, right? And basically, every region of the world has its access points, right? So it's about controlling those access points, meaning instead of trying to sell 1 million records in one market, you will sell a million records in 10 markets or half a million records in 20 markets. And to be able to reach out to that population, you have to have access to those access points. Now, with music, you know, let's say I wanted to promote in a place like Italy or France or Spain. When you look at Spain or France or Italy, it's divided by different regions. Now, the more I maximize exposing my records to the general population, right? The more I have a chance to lock down each market. Obviously with lower sales per market, but collectively, I will still be able to reach my goal. So I wanna sell two million, three million records in Italy. I wanna sell two, three million records in Spain. I want to sell two or three million records in France. And this is how you would do it. The days where you could sell 30, 40 million records in Italy or Spain or France are behind us. Because everybody technically lives in the digital realm. And the digital realm is one digital country. It's one digital real estate. So what I learned with social media is that to have access to these regions of the world you have to incorporate your marketing strategy aimed directly at that market. So that comes with a price, right? Because for every record, it's an NFT. For every acapella or lyrics, it's an NFT. For every production, it's an NFT. For every video, it's an NFT. So there's a visual counterpart, there's a physical counterpart. Um, if I release merchandise, there are NFTs associated to the merchandise. If I do a live performance, there's NFTs associated with the live performance. Um, not only for visual, 
will the video be playing in the background during the live performance now that live performance is recorded and released for sale to the public that itself becomes the nft so i give you the example with clothing i have my own clothing line right and we're based internationally so the days of being able to sell a um what do you call that to sell like a, a mixtape right or a underground record are behind us you know there's a lot of strict regulation around them and a lot of people have newer cars that don't have cd players but in the world there are still millions of cars that play records and nobody else is supplying music to those vehicles those vehicles people have to upgrade the system right so i could sell part of my merchandise like a shirt pants you know basic stuff even a pair of socks and give away the nft for free whether it's printed on the receipt on the tag on the actual clothing anybody with a digital wallet could download this free um nft and in the future the nft will be worth more than the t-shirt that will perish because you know after you watch something so many times that's about all the use you're going to get out of it so now i'm able to give away the music for free where it's legally uh able you know for anybody to do that i can legally give you my song for free as long as i'm not charging for the record then nobody can can make a claim to it for example let's say i use a instrumental from a known producer all over the world if i was to release a record i have to get clearance and permission and this that and the third and i have to pay a percentage royalty uh copyrights publishing right well if i give away the record for promotional use it's just to spread the word about the record so that once people um support the record and let's say they want to buy a t-shirt then whoever whoever bought those t-shirts is going to get those nfts another element i want to incorporate is there are companies that help to promote your brand right and what they do is anytime there's a sale they'll promote the brand and they'll sell your product or service and then every time they sell one they get a percentage so what better product or service than nfts why not be forward thinking and focus on the future this is how it's going to be in the future this is going to be a tangible non-fungible token because a company can represent my record label and build the infrastructure online to sell the nfts directly or direct the traffic to my online stores because for every project i would have a separate online store like a separate corporation so every collection of music every catalog has a digital version and it's available for sale and it's not what you do it's how you do it somebody can listen to the song for free online right but if you want to own the nft it's available for purchase or if you purchase some merchandise you're still going to get a version of that nft what makes it exclusive is the type of nft for example if you buy it directly from the store those are more valuable 
per se than the ones that you get through merchandise or live performance. So now I'm essentially building this ecosystem where I can focus on cryptocurrencies such as Tron, which is for entertainment predominantly. You know, Tron is a digital currency that is really aimed at music and entertainment and movies and video games. So it's about incorporating that now. Plus, we have the advantage of um, applications such as, let's say, like a Cash App, a Zelle, or uh, I guess uh, Apple Pay and, and Android Pay. So now people can do everything digitally. You know, any consumer could download a MetaMask, could go purchase Ethereum, and then go directly to our online store and purchase an NFT. Or they can go through one of our digital service providers, and they may have some type of incentive where they're going to spend dollars and their infrastructure to basically um, distribute the product or service yes they take a percentage so the way that i view that is just a business partnership i'll tell you guys another thing that i've done with my original nft collection i have them in a humidifier like you know when you collect cigars you put them in a humidifier and it increases the textures and even the value goes up just like a fine wine that you age right well i released the first collection and none of those NFTs were purchased. Those NFTs will forever be frozen in time as actual market data of when I created them. So now the value automatically goes up because they've been aged. This is a new concept in NFT technology, but NFTs are about time. It's about capturing that moment, that thought at that particular interval. So, this is the full breakdown. This is my goal, right? As an independent artist, I have to be in charge of all of those things. Marketing, marketing digitally, promotion, distribution. So, this is how a record label used to operate. And also, how a new record label should operate. Because everything is coming back. From the classical times, it's coming back just in a digital world. So the window of opportunity, according to people like a Gary Vee, is really about three to four, maybe five years. In 10 years, 15 years, NFTs are all over the world. So this is the perfect time right now. For the rest of this year, all I'm doing is building the foundation for the following year. I already see the following two years as the money makers because just look at the economy, how it's been shaken down by this Ukrainian conflict, just to give you an example. So there may be a different presidency. Who knows? Maybe Biden wins again. We don't know that. But regardless of the fact, the time to get involved with an app like a TikTok is now. And the time to get involved with this type of technology is now. So I'm literally laying down the foundation. And what I want to do is invest as much as possible so last year um, I winded up moving um, a few weeks or a few months after my intended goal and the process of moving and uprooting my company from the East Coast all the way to the South 
took my eye off the ball, off the prize. I wasn't keeping up with the markets. I wasn't seeing the market changes. So now what winded up happening is that I took a part of my investment capital and I did not allocate it to the right investments. Over a period of two or three months, that investment, it was like a 20x return, you know? And I missed it. I missed that opportunity. So the rest of the year, I winded up looking for ways to, to compensate for, for losing that much money. And we're talking, you know, several hundred thousand dollars. So I was already planning my comeback, my reemergence for 2022. Now, I also see how the year started and how things began to change. And I had to figure out a better investment strategy, not only to make a profit during these uncertain times, but to recuperate some of that loss. Because sometimes, you know, it's great to learn from a experience or situation, right? That's, that's always a good thing. But I have to make it clear and be honest with myself, brutally honest with myself, that even if I invest now and it makes a profit, I still have to compensate for making a bad investment decision last year you know and it, it impacted me in ways that i really didn't anticipate you know so all of these things right all of, all of these things are are very important you know because if i don't change my strategy then I'm most likely going to get the same results. So I'll give you another example. Um, my brother took my advice, actually both of my brothers, and they were investing in two completely different ways. And I also saw how they managed those investments. And I learned a lot in, in, in the process because I had taken such a huge loss that I was backing out. You know, I didn't want to, um, uh, I didn't want to continue to invest. You know, it, it really put me in a, in a, in a no win situation. You know, not only did I not have new capital, but the budget was already very constrained, like very, uh, you know, what's the word like hemorrhage, you know what I'm saying? Like there was a blockage of, of funds. So now I couldn't, I couldn't, um, I couldn't adjust. I couldn't pivot. I just knew it was time to realize that the last three, four years were pretty damn good or better than I thought looking backwards now. Right. And maybe I should take my time and learn from this situation and this experience, which ultimately I winded up doing, you know? So, Taking it all in, in a single stride, I had to really, I had to really reflect and be clear with myself that this is not what I wanted to do from this moment forward. So in that process, I released the NFTs, I established this record, you know, all these great things. Now I'm thinking as far as marketing is going to be in a particular way. But I quickly realized that the industry is changing. There's a lot of major events happening. And each one 
it's a different heartbeat to the music industry, the entertainment industry, and NFT technology. So I create this metaverse where I'm building a system to release the NFTs. I already have the collection. So looking at it at this point, learning from all of that, I have a better direction of how I want to do things differently for 2022. So I have a deeper insight than what I had last year when I was starting everything new. You know, I would have probably been more strategic about when I moved and how I moved. You know, I acknowledge the situation that I was in. It was high stress, high pressure environment, and there was lack of understanding. So in a sense, I was successful in, in that spectrum that I understood that I was learning from the process. Yet, it doesn't mean that I'm going to feel the best about it because I'm human. I have emotions, right? Just like everybody does. Now, I think that I managed well. And that emboldened and, and kind of brazened my, my point of view that, you know what? I could do this. You know, I understand like right now. Okay. It's going to take me another three to five months. That's okay. Three to five months, I'll still be looking at August. And I can still launch the tour in August. And it'll surf me right into 2023. So once again, God is granting me my dream, not how I planned it perfectly, which I thought it was perfect. But God is telling me not necessarily no. God is saying, not right now, not at this moment. Let's um, re-strategize a few things because in the future, it's only going to be more essential and more beneficial. And now, because of that experience, I'm able to see that. I'm able to pretty much like, um, what's the word? Like, have the data points and the backups to analyze that with critical thinking. Moving my emotions aside, calling a spade a spade, that if I made a bad investment, guess what? I need to work on that. I can only blame myself. You know, remember, when you own the company, when you own the corporation, if something good happens, it's your fault. If something bad happens, it's your fault. You are fully responsible. Nobody can tell me how to um, how to run my company. Nobody can tell me uh, what investments to make. I make all of those decisions. Therefore, I have no one else to blame if I'm super successful. I thank myself, and if I'm a failure, I attribute that to myself because that's part of growing up, you know, that's part of, like, maturing, like, you know what, I need to have a higher standard because I'm building a company of the future, and I need to think in those, uh, in those terms, you know? It, this is not something that that already exists in the universe, right? This is not something that it's already out on the market. This is new technology, and it moves faster than I can um than I can probably explain. You know, a lot of people ask me about this technology, right? And I do my best to explain it, 
but I realized that by the time a new person asked me about it, everything has changed completely. And that's something that I didn't think about before. That's not, that's not something that I anticipated because it's all new stuff. There was no way for me to anticipate it. So I'm learning from the process of learning and I'm learning from the process of execution. And that is very important because sometimes as an entrepreneur, we need to embrace that. We don't have all the answers. I already know that all the investments fall on me. So I'm going to continue to hold myself to that standard. So I'm, I'm, I know the basic challenges already in front of me. I'm already aware of that. So now what I need to do is continue to push forward and continue to invest in myself and in my business ventures. That's the key element. Once you identify what it is that you need to work on, you work on it. And, and let the chips fall where they fall. You know, let bygones be bygones. Allow an empty space to fill itself. So what's the point of me worrying about something or doubting a situation when I fully understand how it has impacted me in these last five years that I decided to establish this company? Remember, five years ago, everything was perfect. My business partners were so far mentally that it didn't really spark their attention. It didn't really, um, it didn't spark their interest. You know, it was something like, okay, we're going to do other things. Plus, beyond their words, their actions told me that they, they were just, you know, not interested. So I continued and I started small, you know, but little by little, I did the data research, the, the different data points. Um, you know, I found out about companies like Kama AI and Aurora, amongst many more like Aptiv. And, um, you know, little by little, I started developing the concepts and working on the prototypes and doing research and kind of reflecting and going back and forth until I started to get some designs on the table. Then I knew it was serious. You know, then I made the commitment to say, okay, for the next five years, no McLarens, no Ferraris, no Porsche, no Lamborghinis. Guess what? This is all going towards my company. It would have been great to have a Ferrari or a McLaren, but not at the expense of knowing that I could have built a technology company and I chose to buy a physical thing when the actual investment, the business could buy me all the Ferraris that I want. So this is the big reset. You know, it's a new presidency and it's a new moment in that presidency. Um, obviously, you know, it's been already a year of this new administration. So starting from zero, starting from nothing, right? The best thing that I could do is start all over again. You know, that's the best thing that I could do is start all over again and take everything one day at a time and learn. 
look at the situation for what it is. I winded up moving late. That was a miscalculation on my end, whether it was directly from me or indirectly because of my business partners, number one. Number two, I failed to keep track of the markets when I was in an emotional storm with close family, friends, and family members. Number three, I failed to invest in a few investments that even if I would have used the basic strategy, let's say I would have invested 75% into what I, I wanted to invest in, and then 25% as insurance, as a hedge fund, as a way to, to hedge my investment, I would have done extremely well. And um, because of that, I, I suffered the capital gains tax of a loss. You know, I lost several hundred thousands of dollars. You know, there were some other properties that I was planning to buy cash. Had I bought those properties, I could have made another profit because I would have had minimum six to 10 rental properties, maybe as many as 12 if I would have financed and not bought them cash. And I would have had six to 12, maybe as much as 15 revenue streams of income. And that one bad uh, business decision led to that collateral damage. And I take full responsibility for it. On top of the five years I've been developing this technology company, on top of the, you know, the money, the time, the, the sweat equity of working on designs every day and working a regular nine to five and putting every single penny that I could at every moment dealing with a high stress, high pressure environment, even at the household, you know, and now looking forward, everything is in a reset. Everything is in a start over moment where now I see the patterns of life. I see the same challenges in a different way, but still the same challenges. So learning from what I already experienced, how could I improve? What can I do differently? It's not just pivoting and it's not just adjusting, it's doing both at the same time, simultaneously in real time. In two or three months, my approach will be completely different. That's another factor that I was not putting into the equation. What I'm calculating now to be three to five months could be seven to nine months, realistically. Or it can be three different pivots and three different changes every one to two months. So I'm not just facing three or four decisions. I may be facing 12 decisions in the next six to eight months. So if this feels uncomfortable now, it's going to feel even more uncomfortable two or three months down the line when I'm pivoting and I'm adjusting simultaneously in real time. So I have to also get over the fact that these tough decisions have to be made. And if I don't invest the money now, I'm going to have to invest the money in two months or in four months or in eight months or in a year. It's not going to change. That investment of time, money, resources, there's no way around it. I've made every business note and every calculation. How can I save time? How can I save money? And how can I limit my resources and increase my resourcefulness? And I realize in every single scenario, there's gonna be a investment of time money, resources, and resourcefulness to 
outstanding and variating degrees, but still mandatory to attain the stability and the foundation, the platform for this future success. I cannot be building a company of the future with a mentality of the past. Those two things don't go together. Success is discipline, is commitment, is dedication, is vision, is responsibility, and a lot of hard work. You cannot take out one of those ingredients and become successful. I use the example that I learned from close relatives and family members. They love the idea of success. They hate the process. They dislike the taste of commitment, of putting the anchor down and saying, you know what? I'm going to commit to this and I'm going to stay focused on this until I make this successful and anything pertaining to this business venture. I am not going to deviate from my plan. From this moment forward, I will not deviate from the course. And I've given multiple examples, um, like the example that I was given with the ships, that if you, for example, understand that a ship has all these waters and bodies of water around it, but you don't allow that to get inside the bow, the ship can sail anywhere it needs to sail as long as you know how to utilize the rudder and be able to change directions. And if you don't have a direction, you can never reach your goals. So if I could go back to just the last two years and I look at all the money and time that I invested during one of the worst moments in the history of the United States, how many things would I do differently? Very few little things. But those few little changes would make the entire difference. And I'm in a position of power to realize that now, when the rest of the world may feel careless and may be um, not as willing to commit. I think COVID-19 was the great equalizer. Some of the best entrepreneurs are the ones that survived and some of the best entrepreneurs are the new ones that were able to adapt and adjust and change their insight as far as uh, uh, going forward into business, especially when there's also been the shift that, you know, business is, it's a digital realm because life is a digital realm. Everything is social media. Everything is, you know, the metaverse. And that is the reality. That is the truth. And it's not the truth that hurts is accepting it. Is accepting that reality that if we want to market, we can no longer do print ads because that's a thing of the past. And as much as, you know, we want to, you know, have a printing press and think that that's how things work. Well, the printing press is now 
in your digital smartphone. It's just a digital platform for me because, you know, I own a technology company and I understand that that's what it is. But I need to also begin utilizing the term smartphone because for people, it's a communication device. It's a phone. It's just a smartphone. So that puts it clearly into full perspective. Most people are spending most of their times on their digital platforms. My podcast is recorded on a digital platform. What would you call it? A smartphone. And not even a new one at that. I realize how shell-shocked I was for the last two years that there's already rumors of a new iPhone coming. And I can only imagine what Samsung and LG and Motorola and all these other companies have done or are doing. And that is part of my business strategy. That's part of everything right there. I have to keep up with those things. But it goes to show you how busy I have been with the creative side. Now, one of the best advantages for me is that I have so much music and I continue to record music every day, every few days at worst. Whenever I do record, I record so much that, you know, it always allows me the opportunity to have the time I need, the leisure time to work on the business side of it. So even that, you know, balancing out the creative side and the business side is very important. And it will continue to be important for business moving forward. And it's about understanding these things and not having distractions, you know, making the tough decisions when, you know, you may not need the fanciest computer for your business venture. You may just need the most powerful one for your business. And if it just so happens to be able to do other things, great. And if not, we have to be easily able to move on and move forward. It's excellent to have goals and dreams. But there's also the counterpart of having the hard work ethic that goes behind it. It's great to have dreams and goals and aspirations, but if a person doesn't commit to the responsibility of following the steps required to reach that success, there's a huge problem all around in the situation, any way that, that, you, can, um, that you can put it. And that is very important to me in the reality of of the full understanding that hard work pays off there are no shortcuts to success you have to bust your ass there's no other way to sugarcoat it there's no other way to to say it nicely hard work pays off if i have five years and i've had a goal for five years and I know how much it's, it's hurt me to not have achieved those goals. 
and I continue to allow more time to pass, I'm going to lose more money. And I'm going to lose more time. And I'm going to lose much more potential. You know, as I'm looking for a personal car, right? I'm saving many cars that I like, right? But I understand as well that I have a greater need for a vehicle that will function for my business and all my businesses and all my business ventures. So why even waste my time entertaining the idea that I can justify, you know, partaking in any of these distractions? Because the bottom line is I'm only going to harm myself. I'll give you an example. Let's say we're talking about something basic like um, some of the business permits, right? Well, a part of the human psyche makes you want to focus on, you know, man, I'm going to invest all this money, right? But you're not calculating how fast you'll be able to recuperate that money if the business does what it's uh, estimated or expected to do. We don't focus to our detriment on the additional income that's going to come from the business being on point. So while we're concerned about recuperating the money that we're investing, we're not seeing beyond that to how much income is going to just come into the business. It's as simple as that. And if this has taken, you know, a five-year process, which is the toughest five years of any business, it will continue to happen unless something changes right now. And that is reality. Whether I like it or not, whether I agree or disagree, whether I want to cover the sun with one finger, Reality is that this is the reality that I have to be very careful right now while there's a lot of temptation, while there's a lot of distractions. The time will come to go shop for the for the Ferrari, the Porsche, the Lamborghini. This is just not the time frame for them. I have to make that investment at all costs, even if all my investment capital is gone. And I had to completely forget about that and then work my ass off to save another uh, fund to be able to invest. If that's the price that I have to pay, if that is the cost to success, that is exactly what I have to do, what I'm going to do, because it's what I intend to do. Why? Because every entrepreneur, every business owner faced the exact same challenges and if they are successful is because they were willing to pay the sacrifice they were willing to work seven days a week open or close make a minimum wage reinvesting every fucking penny back into their own company if i am not willing to go that hard i am not ready for that success
because success leaves clues and it clearly states hard work pays off hard work pays off there's no way around it there's no um there's no shortcuts there's no easy way i'll give you the example with a particular investment that i'm interested in it's about four million dollars it's real estate you know it has a passive income of you know maybe a hundred something thousand each month so minimum it takes three to five years to recuperate the investment i don't have to like it i don't have to agree as a human being i could feel whatever way i want to feel about it but reality is i see the business being successful every day i see that clearly so what makes me any different i have to literally invest five million dollars to try to make it back in five years and then make a profit in five more years of five million dollars on top of that so literally i'm doubling my money every 10 years so i'm turning five million into 10 and then the next goal is to turn 10 into 20. but in that process 20 years have passed <laughs> so making 40 million dollars in 20 years is not a bad return but we don't look at it that way because we're emotional creatures, right? We're social creatures. We want to be accepted. We want to be understood. And success does not always come with understanding. People are not always going to understand why you work so hard, the way that you do, why you're sacrificing this, et cetera, et cetera. Most people are nonchalant. Things roll over their shoulder. That's it. That's their mentality. Okay. That's most people, but that's not you and me. That's not you. That's not me. I cannot afford to to take it easy and release my foot from the accelerator. I'm the engine and I'm the brake system. Once I decided and I committed to establishing this new investment, this new company, that's it. That was the point of no return. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we have for today. Tune right back in. We are going to pick up right where we left off. And the concept is success requires commitment. Thank you for your time. And thank you once again for tuning in to the VR1 NFT podcast. See you next time.